everyone. Thank you for listening to the Full of Joy podcast today. This is episode number 13, and we're going to be starting a new series today. So when I first started the podcast, I really liked the idea of series. I know that I have a lot to say, and I felt like picking a topic and having a whole series on it would be fun and interesting and really allow us to dive into these discussions. And I want to encourage this podcast to be a starting point for discussion. So please leave me a comment or a rating anywhere you listen to the podcast or on social media. I would love to hear from you guys. So I've been talking to one of my friends recently and we were kind of on the topic of boy talk and dating and online dating, what to look for, what to avoid, how to deal with breakups. And, you know, she was like, how about you talk about this on your podcast? She was like, I feel like this would really help so many girls, especially girls our age and, you know, all of you guys that listen to my podcast or follow me anywhere. I feel like we're all in the same age range and kind of doing the same things in our lives and dating is part of that. So I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll do it. I'll talk about dating. It's something I did not think I was going to talk about. I knew I wanted to talk about relationships, but I didn't really think I would dive into online dating. But here we are. (laughs) The podcast can always take a turn. So what I did was I just went on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, make sure you do that. It's just at Francesca X. So I went on there and went on my Instagram stories and I asked you guys to ask me your dating questions and your online dating questions or your boy questions or relationship questions and wow (laughs) we got a lot of questions so we are going to be talking about dating and relationship mistakes advice and stories and you know these are meant to be entertaining and lighthearted. I am not a professional so if you have an actual problem or dealing with something please consult with a professional. Also quick disclaimer that these answers are coming from what I've experienced especially with dating. There are so many factors and life is always a little complicated so I want to start by saying that my answers could change and I would love to hear my younger self answer these questions and I'm totally open to you feeling different than I do. So let's chat about this. So before we get started today, I hope that you will subscribe to this podcast and rate it anywhere you like to listen, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. These podcasts also go up on the Full of Joy podcast YouTube channel as well. So you can always leave me a comment there. All right, so let's get started with these questions. These questions are in no order, and I wanted to say thank you guys for asking me these questions. So if one of these are one of your questions, I'm super excited. You'll have to let me know what you think about the answers. So the first question I got is things you do to stay connected to your partner. And obviously, Brett and I are newlyweds, but you know, just with day-to-day life and with our busy jobs and just life in general, you can always kind of float apart from each other. So some things that we do are we have like intentional date nights with each other. It sounds so simple, but it really is that simple. We have intentional date nights where we go on a date just with each other or sometimes we'll hang out with our families together, but we try to make sure we're not on our phones and we just spend time talking with each other and hearing each other and listening to each other and asking questions and looking at each other and just like really looking each other in the eye and just, you know, spending time together. 
Something else that we do is we'll start a new show so that we have something to talk about. And that's always fun. And, you know, sometimes we don't like the show or we'll watch a new movie together. We'll just hang out together, you know. But actually, a point I wanted to make is doing things on your own will give you experiences to talk about and you'll learn separate things. And you can both bring those new things into your relationship. So it keeps on changing and staying interesting. So I think having things going on outside of each other is really important. And it will help you kind of keep your independence and help you to not feel like you have to fully rely on this other person for every aspect of your life. I think it's important to be able to rely on each other for different things, but having your own independence and making sure that, you know, you are taken care of by yourself and, you know, you stay interesting to yourself, I think will ultimately flood over into your relationship and help that be stronger and help that be better and that be more interesting because you each are your own person. And when you come together, you can't like no one can stop you. The next question is how to enjoy being single and the waiting period. So my answer to this is to fill yourself up and give to yourself and give to others, volunteer, use all this extra time to do things for you, things you've always been interested in, you know, watch what you want to watch, go out and do what you want to do during your days. This is the only time you have to really make yourself interesting and make your life fun for you. That way, when you do meet someone and you know you have so much invested in yourself, you know what you're worth and you know how interesting you are and you know how important your life is. And the other person will see that too. And if they're, you know, a good person, they will appreciate that about you and they will appreciate, you know, your independence and they will want to join you in that. How to stay positive that you'll find someone when you're single. So I think that if you want to ultimately spend your life with another person and you desire that, you will find that person. There really is someone for everyone. And I would say be open to new people, different people than what you're used to dating. I will say Brett is very different than anyone that I dated before him and we end up getting married and he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So I would say keep an open heart and keep an open mind and stay hopeful that there is someone for everyone. How do you know when you found the one? So I think everyone always hears the saying, when you know, you know, and that is so true. And now that I'm married, I really get it. And when I was dating, I remember saying, you know, things like we had fun, but I don't know, or he was nice, but I don't know. I don't know if he likes me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I always felt doubt and confusion and like this unsure feeling in my gut and I could see myself breaking up with them, but I wouldn't until they did something really bad, you know, and breaking up with Brett just never even crossed my mind ever. So Brett never gave me feelings of confusion or doubt or unsureness and our relationship made me calm and made me feel comfortable, but he also encouraged me to get out of my comfort zone. So when you know, you know, and I can't believe how good Brett is to me and for me and with me. And I'm hopeful that you all will find your one or you all will find your person and you will know when that is that person. Why does online dating work for everyone but not me? Girl, 
it doesn't. I would definitely say online dating does not work for everyone. And, you know, I've seen both situations where people meet by chance and people meet, you know, that find each other online somehow. And both couples had to experience a lot of weird dates or a lot of sad breakups to find the person they love. And I think that ultimately you can get out there as much as you want. You can date as much as you want or you can stay single for as long as you want. But when the right one comes along, it's just the craziest thing. It's just so crazy. I think that there's like no way to prepare for it and there's no way to like see it coming and there's no way to like just go get that person. It's just crazy when that person comes along and it's going to blow your mind and you're going to have the most amazing time in your life and it's just the most beautiful crazy thing that's going to happen to you. So stay hopeful. Online dating doesn't work for everyone and like meeting in person doesn't work for everyone either. Dating in general is just this weird thing but trust me like Finally, when that person comes, it's just crazy and life-changing. Also, I want to share to never compare your relationship apples to apples with someone else's. People are so different and people need love in different ways. And I also think that, you know, in healthy relationships, you get to know each other on such a deep level. So you might be comparing your relationship to another person's relationship and it's just what you perceive, not the actual truth of it. So usually a couple in a relationship know each other on such a deep level and a deeper level than anyone else knows them. So it kind of makes things a little bit different. So try not to compare your relationship to your friends or anyone else's. So this is really about online dating and this person asks, how open are you on your profile? Do you share everything or do you leave some mystery? So personally, I don't think I was very open. I think I shared a few photos and maybe like a sentence or two like in like my name. And to be honest, I don't really remember what my profile looks like. Maybe I should ask Brett. I don't know. I remember what Brett's looked like, but I don't remember what mine looked like. We'll have to ask him. But I remember thinking if a guy shared a bunch, I felt like it was too serious. Like I felt like he's trying too hard to prove something. And I tried to keep an open mind and an open heart when dating. So I tried not to judge a guy based on some stat or something. And I would usually like a profile that was like mine. A profile that had a couple photos, a sentence or two, and then you can actually decide if you want to keep talking, like when you start talking. How do you know when to end a relationship? So obviously this depends on a lot of things. And I had one relationship where we broke up and got back together so many times. I don't even remember how many times. And I had one relationship where we broke up once and that was that. And all of the relationships I've had are so different. So it's so hard to pinpoint this answer. But I would say it's time to end the relationship when you can't view your future as hopeful. When I was dating Brett and thought about our future, I was like, girl, you can't even think that big. Like, if this is what it's like now, like, imagine what life will be like once we're married. Like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even believe it. Where in past relationships, I would think, you know, well, maybe it will get better if we do get married. And that's totally opposite. So Brett gave me so much hope and joy and makes me so excited for our life. And when I think back on old relationships, I would, you know, think about our present day or about our future and I would feel unsure or guilt or lack. And even though the guys that I dated were normal and nice guys, it's just something so different when it's the right person. And, you know, breaking up is so hard, but you got to do it. Trust me, it'll be worth it.
How can I have a full of joy relationship? So I think that when you make life easy and simple for the other person, that is how you have a full of joy relationship and you don't give them complications and you don't give them conflict on purpose. And I think, you know, when you're just thoughtful, like be thoughtful in your relationships. I think a full of joy relationship brings out good parts of you. Like I think that Brett is the best part of me. A guy doesn't want to commit to a relationship, but I'm ready. What do I do? So I would say it sounds like you're at different places and that's okay. And maybe later he'll catch up. But for now, I would say move on. If you move on and then he's like, oh crap, I like her. Let's do this. I still wouldn't want someone to date me out of guilt like that. I would want them to choose me fully on their own and it not have to take me leaving for them to see me in that way. So I think it's time to move on. And like I said, maybe later it will happen. But for now, I would say move on and um, focus on yourself or someone different. How did you know you were ready for a boyfriend? I've always been focused on me. So I think personally, I've always been a relationship person. I like having a partner. Maybe that comes from having a sister. I just like sharing my days and giving to someone. So I like being independent, but I also thought about relationships in the way where we could grow together. And that's turned out to be so true. And I think having a healthy relationship with Brett has helped me grow in so many ways that I wouldn't have if I was alone. And I wanted to share my days with someone and give my heart. And some people are truly called to live their days single. So you have to kind of follow what makes you feel happy. Um, So, you know, if you do just feel like you're working on yourself right now and like you just want to keep doing that, go for it. Um, But also I would say to have an open heart because you know, having another person to share your life with and having another person to, you know, just bounce ideas off of and someone to bring you comfort and someone to make you laugh and just someone to share your days, you know, is so special and so beautiful. So I would say to have an open heart for that um, and maybe, maybe it'll work out for you. What were your dating red flags? Ooh, this is a good one. I would just love to hear like all of your guys' opinions on this. And I would love to hear, like I said, like my younger self talk about this. It's so funny. But for me, I feel like I remember red flags being a lack of detail when planning dates. Like if they just kind of like couldn't get their crap together and like couldn't get a date figured out. Like I was like, what the heck's going on here? Like, do you actually not care? You know? And then another red flag would be really differing opinions on something or someone that spoke their opinions so boldly on first dates. I'm just not that type of person. I don't think maybe I am, but I don't think I'm that type of person that like super boldly wants my opinions to be heard. Like I will listen. And of course, I appreciate everyone's opinions. But on a first date, I feel like for someone to be like making sure that we're on the same page so boldly about something that's like so opinionated, it's just not really my thing. So, and I would also pay attention to how they treat people around us and how they treat their friends. That was always really important to me to see how my significant other treated their friends and how they were around their friends. And I love the way that Brett is with his friends. I think that he has a lot of respect for his friends and he, you know, makes time for them and he still sees his friends often like friends from like friends from when he was so young. Like I love that about him. I love how he is with his friends and I love how he treats strangers and his family. So I really respect that about Brett, but 
can I just say that I have liked plenty of guys that had all these red flags. Like it took me years to figure out that these guys are being honest and they are showing me who they are. So when I got older, I realized, you know, when there was a red flag and then I moved on, but I'm definitely not perfect. And I definitely dated a lot of guys with a lot of red flags. <laughs> How to keep things fun and exciting when you have been together for five plus years. Whoa, that's a long time. Congrats. I think, you know, keep on dating. Just keep on, you know, having things be a surprise. Plan a surprise date. Plan a surprise weekend trip. Um, You know, do things that are fun for you. Whatever that means to you, like buying a new outfit and taking each other on a fun date with each other. Or, you know, starting a new hobby together. Or going to the new restaurant in town together and testing it. Going to new coffee shops and reviewing them. Just like little fun things like make little fun things for each other and like make time for each other and you know start new things together and just like keep on doing new things keep on living life and keep on trying new things and I think that will keep you close and give you fun things to talk about and just keep on dating just keep on surprising each other and having fun with each other tips on communication so this was a hard one for me to learn and I feel like I'm better at it now obviously with Brett and being married I feel like we're very honest with each other but the thing is Brett will tell me what he wants and vice versa he'll tell me what he wants to watch on tv that night or like for example like sometimes there's a game on and I have to work on my computer you know or sometimes I want to watch bachelor and he's just gonna be on his phone and like those little things even just like watching TV, we both communicate those little things. So one of us doesn't always feel like we're sacrificing and we're both happy and we're on the same page. So it really is those little moments of communication, those little honest moments. I remember a couple of years ago, I read Chrissy Metz's book, the actress in This Is Us. She wrote this really amazing book and I loved it. And she told this story about how her and her think it was her ex-husband um would always go get pizza and they would always get mushrooms on this pizza and she always thought we have to get mushrooms on the pizza because he loves the mushrooms and he always thought well Chrissy loves mushrooms we have to get mushrooms and turns out one day they were talking and they actually both don't like mushrooms on pizza but they both thought the other one did and she was like that's when I realized like this isn't right and you know so we try to be honest with each other make sure we're on the same page um and talk about things, even little things like mushroom on pizza. Just talk about things like really get to know each other. And like, don't you want to be known? Like, don't you want to be known, especially by your spouse or your your partner? Like we both really seek to be known by each other. And um, I think we both intentionally seek out getting to know each other so deeply and on such like an intimate level. Um, so I think talking about things is is really important. Another thing that I learned was that I used to be very scared of being vulnerable and I used to like not really react to things and I would kind of like take my time reacting and like I wouldn't really laugh when I was younger. I remember not really laughing at things when I thought they were really funny or like holding in my laughs or not really letting a person know when they really hurt me because I was embarrassed that they hurt me. Um, but something that I learned as I got older is I allowed myself to react and I think that is a really big form of communication is reacting. And I used to hide my reaction to things. So now I'm a lot more vulnerable even here on my podcast and my YouTube channel. I'm so vulnerable. I cry on my YouTube channel like all the time. And, you know, I would think that I need time to decide how this person would want me to react. 
um, or how they would want me to react. And now I just react in the moment with how I feel and with confidence. So I would say my biggest tip on communication is to be confident with how you feel, be confident with what you want, and be confident with how you react to things. Ways of showing respect towards your husband. So I talked about Brett with this because I was curious what his answers were. And we both kind of said the same thing that to me, like the ways that I give respect to Brett or that I show Brett respect is that I support him and I encourage his ideas and I encourage him to think big and I ask him questions about his goals and I get on board instead of doubting him or making fun of him. And I listen to him and I respond. I don't just listen to him and agree with everything he says. I respond and I have questions and I get to know him. And another thing is that Brett and I were talking about this before we got married. And Brett said that he never wants other people to hear us talking bad about each other. And I loved that. I'm so thankful for that. So we both, um, you know, try not to gossip about each other with our friends or anything like that. But I do remember when I was younger, like all the time I would like gossip or talk about all my boy problems with all my friends. And I think that is a younger thing to do. And you know, it just was, was the way it was then. But now that I'm married, like I have so much respect for our relationship and, you know, Brett is just, just the best thing. So I don't even have anything to talk about if I were to talk about us, but yeah, I, I respect our relationship so much more. And you know, that, that goes for not gossiping about our relationship to other people. How do you know if you're ready for marriage? So I really thought about this one and my answer is, I think you're ready for marriage if you are happy in your relationship. If things stayed like this forever, that would be amazing. There were no compromises, no complaints, no questions, no doubts. You know, before we got married, I wanted Brett's love forever. And I wanted to start loving each other as husband and wife. But I remember when I was younger and I was dating, my mom always told me, you know, while you're dating, you have to think, if this is as good as it gets, is this all you want? And, you know, that really answered all my questions that I had while I was dating. And I was compromising and I was unhappy. I was settling and we were fighting. And, you know, I just would think that can't be all there is. And now let me tell you, in no way with Brett am I compromising or settling or fighting. And with Brett as my husband, I'm full of joy and I'm more confident and I'm changing in, in beautiful ways. But another huge thing um, that I wanted to point out is that we both accept that the other person is not perfect. We learn to laugh at each other and to ask for more clarity if we don't understand how the other person is feeling and we don't take ourselves too seriously all the time and, you know, we have to both be willing to forgive each other and accept each other wholly as not perfect. While you were dating, what were some of your non-negotiables? So personally, I really wanted my spouse to be the leader of our family and, you know, in our marriage, we make decisions together totally. We make every decision together. We talk about everything like to no end. But ultimately, I wanted to be able to rely on him to be a good decision maker. So like if we were out and a guy was like, no, you pick where we go. No, you pick what you want. Like, no, you pick whatever you want, whatever you want. Like you pick. I was like, oh my God, can you just pick? Like, can you just plan something? And I get that sometimes that's nice to like, have my pick <laughs> but most of the time I want to rely on him to make the best choice and have a date planned and now that we're past dating and now that Brett and I are married 
I, I really do think that Brett is such a good decision maker and I look to him for my decisions often. Obviously I'm independent and I'm a strong thinker and ultimately if I disagree with Brett, I'll do what I want, (laughs) but I really appreciate Brett's opinions and he thinks so clearly through things and I really respect that about him. And I knew that in my spouse, even when I was younger, I knew that I did not want to be like the decision maker for our family. I wanted to be able to rely on someone to lead our family in that way. And Brett is really good at that. How to show a guy that you are interested? I think let him know. I think girls, you know, are more like we think deep into things and we analyze things so much. So you could be dropping hints like all week to, you know, let someone know that you like them and he doesn't even notice. So I would say be obvious and be clear and be confident and let him know. Okay, you guys, I think I'm going to stop here. I have a few more pages of questions that I want to answer, but I think this is a really good place to start. So I'm going to be answering more questions about online dating and marriage and relationships and all that. And, you know, this is just the start of the series. So I hope you guys are excited. So I hope that through listening to this 13th episode and the episodes to come in 2020, that you feel encouraged to create a place for joy in your life. I hope that you will welcome joy, invite joy and seek days that are full of joy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to invite you guys to subscribe or follow this podcast anywhere you'd like to listen, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and follow our Instagram at Podcast. I'll talk to you guys soon.